0: There is no one solution to affordable housing, but it takes all of these entities to make it happen. Here's an Athens-Clarke County Commissioner, the frequently discussed topic of affordable housing or the lack thereof in Athens, Commissioner Ovita Thornton. A lot of folks been talking about it for a very long time. Spencer Fry, Athens state rep, the lone Democrat in the Athens legislative delegation in the House and with uh, any number of legislative proposals that address that very topic uh, from the legislative perspective. And he joins us now from beneath the Gold Dome in Atlanta. State Rep. Spencer Fry, thanks for your time this morning.
1: Thanks for having
0: me, Tim. Uh, Folks who want some background on this, Blake Odd did a good piece in Flagpole a few days ago, still find it online about this, uh, and should say, by way of further context, you you know a thing or two about affordable housing uh, from your head uh, perspective as uh, the head director of the Athens Area Habitat for Humanity. Uh, A laundry list of things you want to do legislatively. Let's step through some of those. Hit some of the bullet points for us.
1: Well, you know, it's really not my decision as far as the laundry list of telling the communities what they can or cannot do. Although those are pieces of legislation that have been um, dropped and sponsored, I have uh, signed on to one. One of the ideas is: is we really want to just talk to the municipalities and let the mun- municipalities understand the barriers that have been in place. And you know, I've been saying the same thing for a long time, and. You know, we've been nibbling around the edges, but when Athens has a housing situation that's unique to the rest of the state. But then when the issues in Athens grow to be across the state, and it's not just um, a an affordable housing issue in Athens, it actually is a cost-manageable housing issue across the whole entire state and bleeding into the nation. That's when we really want to put everything on the table and have a clear and transparent conversation about what are the issues that actually are adding costs to construction? What are the policies that municipalities have that are in the way of, um, building new single family residents for ownership? And, but then also how do we provide avenues for, um, our retirees or for, um, newly minted workforce college graduates to be able to afford property on their own. And we're pricing everybody out of the market.
0: We say we are, State Representative Spencer uh, Fry, I'm noting uh, that one of the things you're talking about legislatively would deal with some folks who are specifically uh, driving up housing costs uh, in in Athens and around the state and possibly elsewhere. Uh, You're telling us that these hedge fund operators are coming in and snapping up homes uh, and renting them or selling them or whatever, but the fact that the hedge funds with, with more money at their disposal can pay more for the homes, they themselves are driving up the prices. Okay, to a certain extent, that's the market at work. What can the legislature do what should the legislature do by way of pushing back
1: and that's a great question and when i see when I say we it's the colloquial we um as a state and as a nation, we've had these policies that uh, encourage uh investment into single family homes as a corporation or a commercial project and that is derived from the late eighteen hundreds where Um, The factories were being built, our industrialization was going on. And then they started building houses for their workers. And so then federal government put the depreciation opportunity into tax code, where we encourage rental houses to be a tax shelter for investors. Now, I'm not talking about the mom-and-pop investor necessarily, the Airbnb investor. That does put upward pressure on the market. But what has put upward pressure on the market the most is these hedge funds buying tens of thousands of single-family homes, placing them in the market for rent, and they will never be returned to single-family again. And my, one of the things that I have proposed is removing the depreciation from single-family rentals in the state tax code. Now, is it going to completely stop it? I don't think so. Because the price of the houses, the market itself, the return on the money can still be made. Will it cool it a little bit? I think it will cool the market just a little bit for these hedge fund investors and give our citizens the opportunity to purchase their own homes themselves rather than competing with bottomless pockets of money, which drive up the houses, uh, the price of the houses.
0: State Drive Spencer Fry, with us. Another proposal, and and again, this deals with what happens at the local level. It's local governments, city, county governments, that set things like minimum standards for lot sizes and the like. But you'd want to see uh, maybe that addressed at the state level as well. Talk about that dynamic, first of all, before we talk about what you might do legislatively. What's the dynamic at work here when we talk about minimum lot sizes and the impact on housing prices? Well, you
1: know, One of the first earliest memories I have of Sandy Mae Price, my grandmother, and I probably said this to you, Tim, you probably heard it a hundred times. And it's uh, for your listeners, it's never sell your land because it's the one thing they don't make more of. And what she was teaching me as a young boy was that land is a commodity. It's also what our entire country was based on is the ownership of property. It actually contributes to the wealth gap within the races in the South. And it's one of the things that it's ingrained in our heads as Americans to own our property. Now, if we take a finite resource and we limit access to that resource, then that resource actually goes up in value. This is all about simple supply and demand economics. And so if we're sitting there like a a county in uh, in our surrounding area – says that you can't divide a four acre lot into two acre lots um and two acre lots are their minimums, but if you have a four acre piece of property, they're saying you can't divide it into a two single family lots right now because they have a moratorium on single family housing none that, that stuff is not helping us, and there's no real logic behind it, but counties all over the state are making decisions like that, whereas In a single decision, it seems like it might be okay. But collectively, when you aggregate all of these decisions, whether they're code decisions or land use decisions, they really throw in barriers for everyone to be able to afford Uh, homes in the state of Georgia. Well, what I suppose
0: by way of playing the devil's advocate on this, what I'm asking from my government is to, in part, help me protect my investment. Largest investment I'm ever going to make is that home I'm going to buy. I chose that home. I chose that neighborhood based on a specific set of circumstances with the anticipation that not only would I have the kind of living environment that I want, but I'd also have an investment that might increase in value over the years. Uh, And so I'm asking government to protect that. If we start moving in the other direction, Direction, aren't you possibly damaging my investment
1: well that's a great point and it's my supposition to throw out to the listeners that um, no we're not damaging anybody's investment at all uh, certainly I of all people would recognize that uh, purchasing a home is uh, the greatest investment uh, the majority of our country citizens can make in their whole lifetime so you're exactly right with that But with the rigid appraisal standards and with what they have uh, known as comparables, um, the situation is you're not going to appraise a 3,000-square-foot house on a one-acre lot the same as you appraise with the comparable being a 1,200-square-foot house on a 3,000-square-foot lot. Those appraisals are not considered accurate. Okay, so you would take if you want a higher appraisal for your 3,000 square foot house, you actually are comparing it to other 3,000 square foot houses that have sold within a certain radius. Okay, so the NIMBYism, um, the, the argument for the value decline and the NIMBYism, it just doesn't hold water as based on our appraisal standards that is standard across the United States, standard across Georgia and highly regulated
0: yeah but that that would change would it not and we're up against it here but quickly that would change if if across the street from me suddenly turned into duplexes and because suddenly local zoning ordinance based on state legislative action would require it i mean that's a hypothetical but it's not that isn't that what we're going after
1: well actually what i would say is that 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 actually would not change um a duplex being across the street from a single family home does not affect the single-family home's value. Um, I would put forth that people owning their own homes in a community actually strengthens the bonds, and our culturally integrated communities were stronger before we started homogenizing our neighborhoods and closing the gate behind us when we got in.
0: State Rep. Spencer Fry, uh, any of this yet in the, we're getting close to crossover day, any of this yet in the form of actual legislation?
1: Uh, Yes, sir. There's a bunch of legislation um, that is pending. There's a bunch of hearings going on. Whether any of this will move or not, uh, it's up to the will of the legislature. I can say, and I'll leave you with this, Tim, Um, the fact is that if we're gonna have an honest discussion about housing, everything needs to be on the table and let's have an honest discussion. I'm not trying to force anybody into anything. All I'm doing is trying to point out the things that make housing unattainable for so about probably fifty five percent of our population, sixty percent. So it's just one of those things that I want everybody to realize.
0: Fair the enough. State Rep. Spencer of Fry situation. up against it, have to leave it there. Best of luck with this. Thanks for your time this morning. We'll talk again soon.